Yes, indeed. Howdy, folks, ladies and gentlemen, friends, Romans, country folks. It's me, Chef Josh, with another rad episode of The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes. And the music you are hearing in the background is by Andrew James McQueen, one of our previous guests. The music you heard at the beginning of this episode is by today's guest, the singer of Far, Jonah Matranga. That was his band Far. The song Barry White, not the singer Barry White, but B-U-R-Y, off of their Soon EP, which also was on their Water and Solutions uh, record on Sony. So we're going to get into some of that in our conversation. He has been in many other bands as well. He's a solo musician. He does acoustic. Again, I'm talking about Mr. Jonah Matranga, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. Jonah Matranga is the guest today, and we get into a really rad conversation. We are going to talk about so many cool things. I think we made each other cry at one point in this in this talk. <laughs> I don't even know, but it was a really, really cool talk. He's one of my musical heroes. He is hopefully going to be playing some concerts around your area. Check for that. You'll, we'll talk about all that in the episode. Um, yeah, so this week... I just want to uh, say, oh, no, you know what? I'm going to talk after the episode, after the conversation, because me and Jonah have a lot to talk about. So without any further ado, my conversation with Jonah Matranga on The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes? Yeah. So let's dig in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, I'm here with uh, Mr. Jonah Matranga on the Family Cast, Food and Music is Life, and he's all smiles today, so must be stoked for a Monday here. But um, I, hey, yeah. Jonah, <laughs> hi. I didn't smile for a good portion of my life. I'm not sure why. At least I can't find photographs of me smiling. Huh. But at some point, first of all, I just decided to be brave and smile, and then. I just, I mean, when something like this is happening, just to let everyone out there in the world know, it, I, I think I'm a pretty happy creature overall. It's taken a lot of work. Um, mm-hmm. And I generally smile a lot in situations like this because the thing 
the context in which we're appearing is that I made music and someone else gave a shit about it enough to want to talk to me about it. And for anyone that's ever made something and really wanted the world to appreciate mm-hmm. it or even make a living from it, it's just a really good feeling. So mm-hmm. anyway, that is, I am generally super smiley interacting with people that like the music because good. I really like that you like the music. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, well, yeah, musician, uh, you're also, you've written books and um, yeah. you do yeah, a lot of things these days. Yeah, A proud father and yeah. all, doing stuff in the community mm-hmm. and all the cities you live in. Um, hope that warms your heart to know that that people know that you are a proud father and and musician at the same time i was i was watching your, your tedx video earlier oh yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. You, were, you were in san diego for that um, yes yes i was i wanted to know how how the heck that came about like like you ended up t- talking and singing at a high school in san diego um yeah things. truly strange um as with most things I want to see, let's see if I can track this one back because after doing it this long, there's such usually a funny line to what happened yeah. and why. Um, so in this case, I'm pretty sure that there's a young woman in San Diego who grew up going to my shows. At some point, um, her family got into it. I got to know her moms and just... Uh, so and then i think i did a show in their backyard oh wow and then one of the people there was the young woman putting together this thing this tedx thing at their school um and so somewhere in the conversations that led uh to all of that and from all of that i ended up on the stage there you go. So now, now you can also add to your re- resume, <laughs> TEDx speaker performer. Yeah, you know. it's really. I could really probably work it. I know because TED's such a such a powerful brand at this point. Um, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, I, I I'm not a huge fan of of their branding, but I respect their success in the marketplace. Um, right. Yeah. Um, and. Either way, it was super sweet to be a part of that. I really loved how, that's the irony is that it was a super lo-fi sweet thing. I don't know if you can mm-hmm. hear like it, at one point, like they turn my guitar down yeah, and then yeah. they don't realize that I'm going to be interspersing, talking and singing a lot. So right. then it never gets turned back up for the rest of the, the, rest <laughs> of the thing. So it's just acapella singing and talking after that, I think. Um, but. I loved doing it and it was really, I love getting to work my brain in different directions. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, with the book and I, I sometimes think of my primary instrument, certainly not as my guitar, not even as my voice really, but like the idea itself, I think I'm good at playing the idea. Um, and uh, so it was fun to think, okay, what am I gonna do for a chunk of time? that's kind of like what I do, but more talky and, but I already Mm. talk a lot, you know? So, um, (laughs) so anyway, it was fun to do a theme thing. And I, you know, I kind of basically built a little structure in my head and might even done some free writing and some structure stuff, but then I just vamp like I usually do. And yeah. yeah. Was that supposed to be like, so emotional? Was that the theme of the TEDx for that? Cause you know, you came out. No, no. The theme was, what was the theme? I think the theme was like, minds on mind. fire or something like that yeah. what was yeah. it i think it was yeah, ignite. ignite yeah some ideas ignite um so which it was kind of a pretty broad thing and i think like i said during it um 
that weekend when I was driving down was the weekend Prince died. Um, mm -hmm. And so it was all that was on my mind. And I almost just made it about Prince. Uh, and yeah. But I did have these ideas going. And I think I was mostly when I, if anything, I was kind of going towards uh, my dad, who, when yeah. I think of ideas and wild minds and stuff, I think a lot about all the artists um, and just all the humans that are so brilliant and so creative and so full of energy and how often, for whatever reason, that can correlate with mental illness. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that was what was on my mind the most. Um, totally. But yeah. Yeah, you came right out and said, you know, you said I'm. I got my Prince shirt on. He he was. Oh right, he yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was shirt. like a. Yeah, yeah. I had the whole thing. You, yeah, you yeah. were telling. Was it an audience of high schoolers? Were the high schoolers in the audience there? I um, mean, it, it was. I mean, I would say actually there was. It was really mostly high schoolers staffing the event, and then there mm. were high schoolers in the audience and people of different ages, if I recall correctly, maybe their parents or. I'm oh not, yeah. I was never sure how public the thing was. I didn't quite understand that part. Yeah. But again, I'm just when I'm invited, if I like the people, I just kind of go and worry yeah. about whatever else happens later um i guess the reason i brought but, it up is because yeah. you were, you came yeah. out saying prince was like prince raised me as much as anyone else did and yeah. then you talked about your dad and some of the you know the, the trauma in your relationship with yeah. him perhaps and then you rolled it into you know you rolled it into talking about your own fatherhood yourself right um in this yeah. particular speech um and it was very it was very moving for me as a father too having yeah. some trauma growing up and then now being a dad and then um you said you sang that you sang that rad song from the your and album every mistake and yeah i was like the one i was like shit he's bringing it he's really that's doing some it parenting you know? that's some parenting anthem right there dude um yeah <laughs> that's a very you i don't did you i don't know this is this is pretty deep already but like did you have to dig deep it. to write that song or did you is that just always at the top of your mind like she i want to I mean, you can you explain that? Because I under I understand as a parent hearing that song, but it's also like I could get teary just talking about it with you. Um, yeah, yeah. Because um, you do yeah. want to be there for you, you. Don't want kids to get hurt necessarily, but you also can't. You also have to let them scrape their knees a little bit, right? Yeah, I always remember. Yeah, and that's definitely the kind of control freak I can be when I get scared. Is <laughs> that thing of like we would have tons of fun, Hannah and I, when she was little, and you know just. I would throw around and you know mm -hmm. let her jump to me from high places and stuff and anytime I was sort of involved or right there was cool but I you can probably relate to this feeling if we're sort of you know running down the street if we're parallel then I'm cool to be running the minute she gets literally out of arm's length to where I couldn't react in time I think uh -huh. there's some internal sense that kicks in and all of a sudden I get very scared. It's very interesting. Um, so I'm sure that was somewhere in there at the time, because at the time I was writing it, she was, you know, about middle schooly. I ended up singing it at her eighth grade graduation, which was really sweet. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, but like lots of songs, it, uh, I really just started out because I wanted to, I just wanted, I like to try and take life, death, love, parenting, you know, whatever all the big subjects of life are, I like to tell them a little more truthfully than I think a lot of pop songs do, because, mm -hmm. you know, music can get kind of romantic-y, and of course, you're only dealing with a, you know, you don't have a, you can't write an essay, you got to rhyme, it's got to rhyme, got to have yeah. some melody, you know, mm -hmm. it can't be, you know, so 
it's an interesting thing to really try and get at the nuances of a thing. And again, when you're talking about something as big as parenting or, or just unconditional love, these are, you know, these are really big subjects that the greatest philosophers of our ages have tried mm -hmm. and failed to, to articulate. Yeah. So I was in that process. I just really wanted to write a song that was true because of course I could have written like many parents do, um, everything's going to be all right, little darling kind of thing. Um, right. And those songs are so sweet. They're some of my favorite songs. Um, and they're not true um, as far as I can tell about life. I mean, yeah, zoom and way out. Everything is perfect and all is existence and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, zooming back in circumstances are difficult and people get sick. And, you know, I think the biggest thing for me watching Hannah grow up was just realizing and still it's still going on having her run into who she just we were just talking the other day and she's like I'm kind of finally like meeting that grind of capitalism and like feeling that and I was oh, like wow. yeah I just there's nothing I could have done to protect you from that that's um, true huh I tried to prepare her for critical thinking and to work hard and you know all the things that I try and instill and embody and model mm -hmm. and it it's there's just nothing like feeling it yourself and especially when it comes to like the crushing weight of this system that and forget about capitalism i know that's sort of a hot button word um for me <laughs> yeah. capitalism socialism communism christianity buddhism you know pick your pick your thing to to mean a big idea and humans have done a bang up job of fucking it up so i don't True. mean to pick on capitalism but it is a system we live in and I think more generally of the system that human beings have created where we've, where we're supposed to be this, you know, this dominant uh, enlightened force on the planet. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just a wild mess. And to get to that, there is no Santa Claus moment of human existence and go, Oh shit, we're slaughtering and raping each other and like eating our planet. Fuck. That, you yeah. know, like, um, yeah. and so she's encountering that she's growing up. And usually I think when that really happens, when people have to start working and existing in it, because we're a, a culture that is defined by our consumerism and our, our productivity, basically. Yeah. And, uh, and so is she, is she in college now? Uh, she just, uh, actually got her degree in All child right. development. Um, oh, awesome. Congrats yeah. So she, she made it through. Thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll pass it on to her. We're all very happy. It was total winding journey for her. Um, but so, yeah, so every mistake was really me just trying to tell the truth about that, it, you uh -huh. know, but in this song speaking to, um, you know, it's definitely was and is always speaking to her, but even then um, I consciously made it slightly more vague because really the song is about, trying to be honest with myself and with everyone about mm -hmm. the nature of existence um, and the nature of imperfection and impermanence and just wrestling with these big, huge ideas. But again, in this sweet little tune. And so I did dig deep, but not in the sense of, yeah, it wasn't a painful process to write the song. Some other songs have been uh, more intense to kind of figure out what I want to try and say about something, but this was really just me trying to express a, a more constructive, sustainable kind of unconditional love, which is yeah. saying, you know, if, if you're brave enough to fall apart in front of me and I'm brave and fall apart in front of you and we're both sweet enough to stick around when the other does, then I think that's as good as interpersonal human existence gets. Um, yeah. 
So that's really, you know, it was more charged because I was thinking of her and the weight of parenting was upon me at that time. And the longer I've sung the song and the more she's grown up and the more I've thought about it, it's become as much to myself as anyone else, of course. It's me sure. kind of rocking myself to sleep and saying like, you'll <laughs> fuck up sometimes, but it's okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. The great, you're giving your, yourself grace to, to That's um, right. make All mistakes as parents yep. or, or anybody, like you said, it's not, yep. when we write songs, it's, it's, it's for ourselves, but other people can relate in their own way because it's art. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, my daughter for me has been this, you know, this very big heart bursting opening wild adventure sorting mm -hmm. through my childhood and you know everything that's come from from it and it's uh she is that to me and other people's loved ones are that to them sure. um so to me that's why the personal can be so universal because if i write honestly and simply about my feelings about something very personal to me yeah. especially if i can do it without naming too many names or getting too specific about the nature of the dynamic hopefully other people can find that and and the the feeling will get through um mm -hmm. and then they will they'll be able to use it in their life and define it for themselves and all the neat things that can happen with songs but that tune in particular is one if there's one song of mine that i dream of being covered by different people and of making its way into the world and existing entirely outside of the context of me it really is that song actually oh, um okay partly because i really love it and partly because of the sentiment of like there's one thing i just want to send out to everybody it's like yeah sometimes you're gonna fall flat on your face so just do it with grace and and know that i someone god whoever whatever however you want to think about that kind of thing mm -hmm. will love you while you make every mistake yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you nailed it then. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> and man. And that's just one song. You have like over 500 or so, right? It's a like, lot of tunes. Yeah, it's a lot I, of I songs. mean, it, it, I can't even, like, obviously, there's not enough time in one episode to talk about your your whole catalog. So I had to sure. pick no, some, but, some yeah, rad ones, let's you know, pick like. Some spots. Yeah, go for it, man. Let's I mean, I mean that, one, that one in particular stood out to me. Maybe it's just my point in time right now with my, my own kids. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, the whole far catalog and i mean i could pick from any of the <laughs> musical projects that you're doing um but i i know that uh on on when you go on tour i wanted to ask are you doing do you do house shows like when you're like in other countries too are you doing jonah around the world like that or is oh it... yeah hell yeah I, yeah okay. i mean the i mean as well lately it's been you know only well, let's, that let's, let's pretend it's not like covid time or whatever like, yeah 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 yeah. let's know. yeah i know i know i know it's really it's i mean i'm in that interesting place where i barely remember everything that just happened yeah but it definitely happened and so i'm trying to keep my eye on it um but and now there's just like this weird gap where i didn't do any shows but i can't quite remember why you know? so, <laughs> um uh but yeah no i hear you i hear you um but no, but I'm actually bringing it up because the gift for me is that I already knew how much I loved really personal shows. Mm -hmm. And so I did a few shows over the crazy times because I was able to speak with the people directly and make yeah. sure that we had a safe container to do yeah. this in. Um, outside, spread apart, not too many people, did all the math, did all the science. I was never anywhere close to anyone singing. Um, mm -hmm. And then just recently, just post-vaccination times, um, I got to go to Yosemite and sing for, it was two people get, you know, and their two best friends, their two people getting married and then 
their two best friends kind of helping officiate and do the thing. And then I was the only other person there. And again, oh. it's just because of my music. And so I love that. And yeah, this uh, over the summer, of, I'm going to Germany for a week. Um, but as far as I know, for only for one show, because I'm going to go and sing it someone's wedding in Wiesbaden. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to do any songs in German? Uh, well, you know, I, I do my, I have my smatter, you know, my little smatterings. I've got Disco Manifesto. That's got Ich heiße Jonah, Ich bin Gleuklik, which is like, <laughs> you know, I'm Jonah. Uh, and then Gleuklik, I like because it, it kind of means both lucky and happy. It's kind of a neat German word. Okay. Um, and then in, yeah, I've got Bitte ein Kuss, um, Please a Kiss. And then my party trick when I go to Germany usually is that someone at some point taught me a little bit about numbers. Um, and so I know how to go the course to 14 to 41. Let's see if I can do it. Field Sane, I don't feel sick. Mr. Blind to end this tone. Sex chain, in three and zweizig, it's five and dreizig, I don't feel sick. So that's there you go. 14 to 41. That's that chorus. Um, yeah. Bravo, bravo. That's awesome. <laughs> he's cultured. He's, a, he's an accomplished book writer, amazing parent. He does it all. Okay, see you later. Um, just kidding. <laughs> I know that I, I know that we have we had a couple of mutual or you know, you know, my friend Daniel. Um, yeah. Um, sweet guy. It's like it's almost like he's he's super sweet and you seem super sweet when he talks about you. It's like you um do, I mean, I don't know. Have you made have you made enemies in your life? Because it seems like everyone likes oh, yes. you. <laughs> oh god no 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 there are people in this world who fucking hate me oh okay. and there was a time in my life that i felt really sad about that and i've mm. tried to do a lot of repairing um and i, I don't want to overstate it um i would say most people like me i hope um <laughs> i i and i similarly you know at least try to give the benefit of the doubt to people right off the gate yeah. you know and I would say, you know, I've got some old band members that do not like me. Um, okay. And and then, yeah, just a couple of people who I just kind of got in fights with. You know, mm. I, I, I grew up around a lot of um, emotional chaos. And I, I sometimes I don't think understand how people experience me. So I'll be experiencing those kind of like intensely debating something or sharing or trying to really talk about something and and other people like i'll think i'm on like a four and i'm on like a 11 to them oh. um so i've had to kind of over the course of my life learn to uh you know I'm a, I'm a pacifist and i don't you know i don't in one fight in seventh grade you know like i don't do that but i can be kind of mean um if someone betrays me um mm. or messes with me uh i'm, I'm sharp real sharp and real uh, emotionally intuitive, which I can use for, I can use my powers for good or for evil. Um, and so looking back on it, I've had some, a couple stupid fights and kind of real needless conflicts with people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I do my best to repair them and be accountable. Um, and thankfully I haven't had anything like that in a really, really long time. Um, but yeah. And also sometimes it's, you know, I really try and take accountability, but also, especially in a quasi public life situation that I'm in, especially these days with the internet, um, it, there's definitely people who just for sport like to 
talk shit and like tell lies and like yeah do some ugly ugly stuff so i i you know there's sometimes when i literally don't understand why Mm -hmm. people have decided to like hate me or say something mean to me and i can't i you know i really rack my brain i like i really try and figure out like did i did I fuck this up? Like, did I do something? But in some cases, people who I literally don't even remember meeting or like we had a very brief interaction and they've come out with these either to me or just sort of publicly, he's a fucking dick, you know? And it's like, uh, like, I don't even know what to say to it. Like, it's so at this point, I've kind of dropped out of the social network thing in general. And that was a lot of the reason is because like, I, I just, if someone has a problem with me, like come to me, like, let's, yeah let's figure it out um like i said there's never been like physical violence involved or anything you know like nothing's nothing ever that bad has happened uh-huh. and but i just always feel bad when i know someone's mad at me it feels really shitty and i kind of oh, sometimes yeah. wish i were a little better at just like kind of brushing it off and going shit i you know i, I don't know what that's not about me kind of thing yeah but i really that's like hard. to look and make yeah it is. i know i mean you know it's so anyway uh long story short there are definitely people that uh that have expressed their displeasure with me over the years um and to the degree that i can repair things i really love to and i'm i would say in the past few years a lot of my work has been around just kind of like letting go like if someone Mm -hmm. wants to hate me or decide that i'm a bad person i really can't control that um i can do my best to to get in touch with them you know to try and do something but the point is like if you know, if I, if I say or think I'm a certain way and someone thinks different, I really, I just have, what is I, what's that great phrase? Like, uh, what somebody thinks of me is, uh, isn't my business, you know? Uh, Um, and I, I've really, it took me a long time to get that, honestly. Um, I really didn't like it when someone was unhappy with me and, I've got, I'm I'm more okay with it now. Now it's like, okay, someone's going to love me. Someone's going to hate me. If someone says I'm terrible, someone could choose to believe them and someone could choose to not believe them, but none of it has anything to do with me. Like I, all I do is I get to be me. The people who are going to trust me that I'm (laughs) a good human are going to do that. You know, so it's a, I think it's a very charged subject these days, especially Mm -hmm. with all the trolling and crazy that goes on. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've been thinking about it a ton. So actually, I know you just kind of were asking that, you know, in, in so maybe a, a less sort of deep way, but it's a, that's the thing I think about often. And so I'm grateful for the people that trust me and care about me and, and like me, you know, um, uh-huh. and anyone doesn't, that's okay. You know, no, I think, um, I, yeah, I was asking, cause yeah, like I said, like you and you and Daniel are, are, you know, nice people, but I, and I feel like I'm nice. And then, I right. somehow piss people off and I can acknowledge yeah. that, but I want to know yeah. what it was and how, how can we fix it? Also as a musician or as a chef or creators, yeah. sure, uh, sure. Exactly. I could have, I could have a thousand positive reviews and that one negative one is going to make me upset for a whole week or whatever. Like I can't yeah. help this person like my food or my music. Uh, and I can't, yes. exp- I can't over explain it because all the explanation is in the art. Uh, um, and if you don't get it, I'm sorry. I just, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, I think that's, and that see what's cool about that is I've always known that, like I've known for a while to like, if I'm, if I'm singing 
and everyone seems into it, but there's one person with their arms crossed in the back of the room. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. don't it's don't get stuck on them. At the very least, go make eye contact with someone who seems to be into it. Like, why would I sort of focus on that? And mm-hmm. I've talked about that with lots of performers and creators over the years. Um, and I I kind of laugh at myself because I kind of wish I could have applied that metaphor to my interpersonal stuff sometimes. Yeah. Well, I'm like, why am I focusing on this one person who's mad at me or who has a conflict with me? Like, it's hard not to. I know. It, yeah. I mean, well, I'm not sure it's hard for everyone, but it might be hard for us. I think it does oh, have yeah. to do with trauma. I think it does have to do with growing up around trauma. I, I there's, I, Definitely. yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, I'm, I'm learning that from my wife. She's a therapist. Uh, yes, art, yes. She does art, art therapy. And I, and I don't want to hear it, but you know, it comes up every once in a while. Oh, that's be, that might be have to do with your your upbringing or your traumatic mm-hmm. household, or you know, you why'd you write so many songs about your stepdad, or you know, like yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I hear from other artists and create yeah. creatives that all that goes into your work, like whether you like it or not, some of that is going to bleed into your your lyrics or your even the way you're playing the guitar. Or, yes. I mean, I mean, you have your your like logo is a heart with a question mark on the side, right? So like, is that in my interpretation you can help me is are you are you saying kind of what does love mean like what is actually love what does this mean for everybody what is love yeah exactly Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um i mean sure it could be i think part of the reason that i love it is that it's a it's a graphic not words and so it really i mean when i started i've been drawing this for as long as i can remember um and I don't, I think honestly, when I first drew it, I was just, uh, I'm, I'm actually like rubbing my hand on it as I yeah. talk about this. Um, as I, I think I drew it just cause I like interlocking shapes and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, a heart has the same kind of arc along its outside edge that a question mark does along its inside edge. and. So there's these, at first it was just there are these two incredibly iconic symbols mm-hmm. that could just like fit together like puzzle pieces. So I think I was just fascinated by that and the, the possibilities of what it could mean. Mm-hmm. And so while I have had my share of confusion about love for sure, um, <laughs> it, um, it, I don't ever remember it being that overtly mopey. Um, I remember it being again first a kind of just an image I sort of enjoyed I think I only started considering the meaning of it when I attached it to the music and mm-hmm. you know on the the first time it appeared in a musical context was like a little cassette I made in the late 90s um and it was a pretty mopey ass little cassette um I was going through far was breaking up and my marriage was ending and it was it was a rough time um so yeah it but no it's become um i would say there's I, i'd say maybe there's what are my top five you know let's say um isn't love confusing let's put that as one of the five because why not because mm-hmm. it is um and then there's are you brave enough to love um and certainly in a romantic sense but i just mean are you brave enough to show up in the world with your open heart because it's fucking scary out there like like, like are you talking about vulnerability like Sure. Are you brave enough to be vulnerable? Yeah, yeah. perfectly said. Um, and it's, you know, as I guess it's a challenge to someone, um, but it's mostly an invitation to myself 
um, to, to kind of check it out and go like, are you being vulnerable right now? Like, are you scared to be vulnerable right now? Um, it, you know, it could also just be, it's scary to show one's heart um, because yeah, because it's scary. I don't know. Um, vulnerability yeah. is, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't need to be scary, but it sure is. Um, yeah. And um, mostly though, and mm -hmm. lately, the one that really, really sticks is that for me, love and mystery are the only, they're, they're the two things from which all other things rise. Like if they, it's as close to a theology as I've got mm -hmm. is that if you put love and mystery together, I mean, what, you know, what do you get? You get art, you get life. Um, and I just really enjoy that idea that these are the two, you know, it's sort of H2O or something, you know, like heart mm -hmm. question mark is, is the compound love mystery and love mystery is the thing that everyone is talking about when they're talking about God, basically. Um, this thing that always was, always will be. Um, yeah. So love mystery. That's yeah. sort of, that's what I think these days, but it's been a lot of things and it was never anything. So there we go. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you can hear, I mean, going all the way back to like, you know, the, the, the quick EP or like tin cans or anything like that. Like, you know, I mean, for example, you picked, you picked like the cover of the boxer, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but to me, uh, that song sounds like something that has to do with a struggle, a mental health struggle and somebody like trying to make you do something you don't want to do blah, blah. And, and, and then obviously you put way more aggro emotion over it than those two guys originally did. But, um, I feel like yeah, I, mean, I, just, I just snitched, I just swiped the lie, 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 yeah. lie, lie. Um, and even that I, I really never, yeah. So we called that song, the boxer, mm -hmm. um, at first, um, and it was a story, yeah, it was, I didn't really know quite what it was about, but the protagonist was struggling with something and I chose, uh, like Simon and Garfunkel did, the, the sort of the archetype of a boxer, because um, just a thing that just, I don't know, it's just kind of a powerful archetype for me, the, the fighter. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so I initially called it the boxer and then I didn't know anything about publishing or anything. Uh -huh. uh, so I just kind of, we were calling it a, the same name but that didn't have anything to do with anything and oh. <laughs> like as far as legally um and i called it the boxer in homage of there the boxer and i did the lie the lie in the middle as a vamp but other than that there's no lyrics in the song or anything like that so it was really just that i went to sony uh because it was going to be on a sony record and i was like hey by the way like it's not illegal for me to name the song as you know the same thing as another artist did and they're like no that's fine and i was like and i, I kind of like noodle with this like kind of a <laughs> bit of their melody um and i think someone well basically long story short we ended up having to like get a hold of paul simon's lawyers and get a you know an interpolation credit where um you know so he's paul simon gets a gets a cut of punch drunk um mm -hmm. and what a lot of people told me was like you really probably never should have asked because probably no one would have really noticed enough to 
do anything about it. But mm. once you ask someone, then their ass is on the line if it comes down, you know, because they don't yeah. have plausible deniability. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's, it's just funny that you bring that song up. Um, but I yeah, I, I think I was trying to think of one of your songs way, from way back when. The, the, and then I was talking to somebody that a, the, a songwriter has a, a maturation process from like mm. your beginning of your career all the way through your other bands and songwriting till even today um, when you're playing just, you know, when it's just humble person with a guitar singing, being vulnerable in front of a crowd, no matter if it's two people in Yosemite or sure. what, a thousand people at a German festival. I don't know. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're singing, when you're singing with your emotional self in say, for example, far or, um, or gratitude or, or even like, I mean, on your solo, you know, on the, the queen of swords, um, the outro on that song is very, wow you know he's really yeah. putting it out there and then all of a sudden you know you can if with your shuffling or whatever you could skip to a track where you're covering a beatles song very beautifully you know yeah. like yeah you well, have, you have yeah, all these emotions through, all a in. trip through my playlist is a strange <laughs> trip totally yeah. totally i love it I'm i love a, it I'm too a... i'm glad i'm glad you do too but yeah that's uh <laughs> it's it, it can be a confusing ride for someone just stumbling in like when people sort of see me yeah, doing like a little solo quiet song somewhere, like doing some weird Beyonce cover. I'm like, where can I find your music? I'm like, well, you know, just start by your best guess at my name plus the word music and see where it takes you. And I don't, I have no idea what to tell you because you're going to discover like 18 different versions of me, you know? So <laughs> that's enjoy. <true. laughs> that's that's kind of cool. I mean, I, I do the same thing kind of with my menus. I would like to say is like, hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to be like the taco master or whatever i mean i do but at the yeah, same right. time I, I i can cook other things you know like but like like i think you have done a good job of not really pigeonholing yourself Thank you. I, I mean you're freaking collaborating with hip-hop artists lupe fiasco and on that Shinoda, mike shinoda record yeah uh, like how did how did you end up get doing like more hip-hop stuff with all this too that part is all it's that's all mike because i mean of course he was the fort minor guy but he also happened to be working on a track with Lupe Fiasco. So I got real lucky um, to that Mike heard that sample on that song. Oh. And then because he didn't want to use the actual sample, he had me come in and re-sing it. Um, okay. Uh, so That's it's cool. really, it's all, it's all down to, it's all down to Shinoda. Um, so, it's funny. So he, I was, just really, he was a fan of yours then too, right? Right. So he was, a, yeah. Um, and yeah, so I don't, I think it sounds like you've read the book or at least read portions of it. Um, but for anyone who hasn't read the book, I, I wrote this book that tells all these stories of fatherhood and music over the years. And one of the stories is um, my odd meeting of Mike Shinoda because, you know, I, Linkin Park was a, one of the bigger bands in the world at the time. And Far had broken up and I was starting one line drawing. I was on a little one line drawing tour, I remember, in the van. And I get a call on my, you know, little flip phone. And it's someone saying that they're Mike and then, you know, Mike from Lincoln Park. And I'm, I, I literally thought it was a prank. I was just like, uh, what are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? Um, and, uh, and he apparently had heard this song, Pollyanna. And I, it's just neat because I actually just happened to upload that exact version of Pollyanna, which was on a compilation called Songs to the Broken Hearted back in the day. Um, and it was kind of the first official one line drawing thing to come out. And so Mike heard that and was super into it. And he knew about Far and he liked Far and stuff, mm -hmm. but he somehow heard that track and just kind of that gave him the idea to call me. Um, and yeah, 
we just got to talking. He was so nice, so humble and unassuming. And I remember the first time he came to a show again, I really didn't know that much what he looked like. I didn't really watch videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. We had spoken mm-hmm. some and he came to a show in LA and he was there waiting and he's like, Joan, it's Mike. And I was like, Hey, but I mean, I meet so many people. I was like, my, did we meet last time at the show? Like, and he's like, well, I'm from Lincoln Park. And like, literally a show has just ended. So there's like tons of people around that they probably recognized him or someone was gonna. And, he, mm-hmm. you know, and like he, but he was doing all he could to just stay chill. He just came and said a quick hello as I was getting off stage. And I just thought that's a, for someone having that much success to be that chill, like I'll give it up. So <laughs> I always really liked him. And um, we haven't, you know, we haven't been in touch in a long time. I, I've actually talked to his wife recently. Um, but so I'm sure he's doing great. He seems like he's doing great. Uh, I, I haven't hung with him in a minute, but he was always so kind. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Like, I know, I mean, you do tons of collabs anyways, like just looking at through your whole roster. But um, I mean, you've probably talked about all those on other music shows, but I wanted to know, how did you get involved with the Glide Choir, the world famous mm-hmm. Glide Church in San Francisco? Like, you're going, you know, East Coast, Sacramento, and all of a sudden you're at Glide in San Francisco. Yeah, it's trippy, huh? Um, I, yes, Brendan doesn't know Glide is like this uh, really beautifully, Amazing. radically in- yeah. inclusive organization. Um, it's, it's hard to even put it into words. They've been around for like 50 years and yeah. they have served millions millions literally millions and millions of meals um and they've developed housing and prenatal care and hiv testing and all this amazing stuff um so thank you for asking about glide um yeah they're incredible and i basically i moved to san francisco in 99 or the bay area the first year i was um over in oakland kind of oakland berkeley border um and then i've been in san francisco proper um since 2000 and Sometime early on, I think this happens to a lot of people when they live in San Francisco. Someone said, you should check out Glide. And I think yeah, especially yeah. being a musician, um, someone was like, this band Glide, like they turned out, like their music is really good. And I grew up not going to any churches at anything. And, and Glide actually technically isn't, they left the Methodist church actually because the Methodist church was kind of being sort of, uh, trying to tell them what they could or couldn't do, basically. Okay. Um, and Glad was like, no, we're, we're here to love and to help people. Um, so so they bailed. But point is, uh, it, it sits in a church building still. Um, mm-hmm. And it, when I first heard about it, was part of the Methodist body. And I had, I didn't know what the method, I, you know, I, some kind of Christian thing. Um, but it wasn't ever my thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, as a, as a young rebellious punk rocker, I had as many feelings about religion as anyone. And I've since, you know, really, really changed my tune on that. I, I still don't believe any one particular story or anything. I, I think it's all neat things that humans have made up to try and explain ourselves. Um, the love mystery. <laughs> the love mystery. That's what I'm saying. It's the love mystery. Yeah. So Glide is all about the love mystery. And I would say, interestingly, this is, this is actually a really cool circle. I'll bet that me starting to define this symbol in the way that I just did had a lot to do with hanging out with Glide um, mm-hmm. because that place is all about love and mystery. It's totally. just, 
Um, and so anyway, I went, I saw them, you know, I saw some, I think my mom took me or something like that. Um, and I remember immediately falling in love with the music and, and just having this kind of dream of, and back then I was, I mean, I was on tour a ton and I didn't, you know, I was never anywhere for more than two days. Um, mm. And I, I thought, gosh, if I ever have a kind of life where I've got a thing where I'm around sort of consistently, it would be fucking cool to sing in a place like Glide, to sing in a choir. Like yeah. all I know is being a lead singer. And to just be one voice out of a bunch singing these big, beautiful songs about unconditional love. I just thought that could be cool. And then it, that, you know, years went by. And at some point, I think I found out that basically if, you, if you're even around for a little chunk of time and kind of get sort of learn the basic ropes of the ensemble, Mm-hmm. that then actually lots of longtime members come and go it's volunteer i mean it's a you know it's yeah we're just it's, we're just doing service um so a lot of people come and go and when i heard that i was like okay cool so i literally found a chunk of time that i was going to be home long enough to where i could consistently they say you got to go for like to rehearsal consistently and go on the sundays for maybe a couple months or something straight and when I could f- cobble together a bunch of Wednesdays and Sundays that I was going to be around for in a row and I'd fulfill the requirement, basically, I went and I tried out and I joined. Um, and then it just became this home for me when I'd come home to San Francisco. And it was just such a beautiful thing to go there on a Wednesday and practice with everyone and say hi mm-hmm. to everyone or go on a Sunday and just, I mean, yeah, it just, anyone out there who thinks that they, know what church is either that they've got a very traditional sense of church and they're uh and it you know couldn't be anything else but that or someone who thinks church is the devil or whatever you know think church is some terrible thing both of you go go together in fact um and realize that there's this whole other way to do it which is very human animal based sweetness um and and service-based sweetness and justice-based sweetness and Mm -hmm. and all the things frankly that any system of belief claims to be about you know there's this you know there's a sweet bumper stickers of you know jesus was a you know a socialist you know like and it's like it's kind of true if you read the bible you know i mean i don't know um he he did a lot to to whatever he was or wasn't he sure seemed to be cool to a lot of different people and treat them Mm -hmm. with love um right yeah and uh for me any religion worth its salt that's that's kind of that's got to be the first and last commandment as it were i mean whatever else the other stuff is that's cool but it seems like it's got to be about that and glide (laughs) is one of the only institutions i've ever been around who there's lots of institutions that say they're about unconditional love and kindness and inclusivity and all these great catchphrases that we got and it's harder to walk the walk because people are weird and people are different. And, you know, given space to one person, some other person might be scared that you're taking space away from them. And yeah. um, so it's a difficult line to walk. And they've gone through a lot of you know, real intense stuff in their life because in their, you know, collective life. Is, and I guess we yeah. have gone through stuff because we're trying to do things where we really are bringing everyone in. Mm-hmm. And, and, they have done that as well as any entity I've ever been around 
in my life. And so it was just a, it started as a curiosity, like, can I do this? Do I want to do this? What will this be like? And then it really became a, um, yeah, I think something that, you know, I guess to say it saved my life would be melodramatic, but then again, I'm a songwriter. Um, but it, You're emo. <laughs> it, it, I am fucking emo. Um, and I, but it did. It really taught yeah. me a lot about, I think a lot of things I've talked about so far in this conversation mm-hmm. are predicated on either discovering stuff or at least learning and reinforcing beliefs about loving myself, loving other people, letting other people be other people, um, not taking shit personally. Um, it, it just, Glide has just ta- taught me so much of that. I mean, it just, uh, yeah. That sounds like um, a humbling experience uh, to some degree. Uh, endlessly, endlessly. I mean. That's so rad. Yeah, it's just, it's been, if nothing else, I mean, this 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 ensemble, it's, it's, some of the people in the ensemble literally came to Glide for a meal, like from mm-hmm. the streets, like mm-hmm. not doing well. And I've first person seen people in real time come in all fucking scraggly and smelly and beat up and like, you know, just living hard um, and slowly like learning to trust again and learning to kind of show up again and having all of this like, full support from people um it's really it's really something else to really see a life transformed um that's so great and 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 for me along the way to to realize because then a lot of people other people i'll have hung out with them for years and then they'll do a share and they'll say when i came to glad i was strung out on heroin or whatever and i'll just look at that person and go i never ever fucking would have guessed that ever ever about you that's see that's and, amazing that's the, yeah. that's an amazing part of that it's like yeah we're next to these humans in our life mm-hmm. we're next to these humans whether it's bandmates or people in my kitchen or my students yeah. or the, or your your ensemble it's like you know them as they are now yes and we don't know a lot about their past or what they're sharing or if there's yeah. trauma or if they're the most amazing person in the world or like yeah until until we're vulnerable until people are vulnerable, even if it's, if someone's like, how are you? And they're like, fine, how are you? It's like, that's not really, that's just like no. chit chat. That's chit yeah. chat. Let's get, let's get crazy, you know? Um, Absolutely. But, have but, you, but, but that's the uh, thing is ahead. that sometimes people want to start with chit chat because it's safe for them. Yeah. Like I want to dive in, but maybe they don't. Cause maybe they got some shit way more painful that I understand, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you can't do it from day one. Like, my, like yeah. Tell, I mean, me, well, tell I, me about I, your dad. I always try. I always try. Um, but uh, you, but you no, it really, even, and especially sometimes someone's a jerk or something. But then yeah. if I later find out like, oh, but I said that thing and I couldn't, have, I had no way of knowing that I was getting in their feelings, but I could, given that they've been through what they've been through, I can understand why they would have gotten freaked out that I said that. And it's, it was like, I mean, it's you know, the whole don't judge a book by its cover thing, blah, 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 like we know it. But again, it's one of those platitudes that living it is quite a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. 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 W- would you or have you already done, have you done any of your own music with the Glide Ensemble as your backing kind of vocal choir? I, I've done weird, like kind of, um, I've taken my pocket recorder in a couple of times to practice and um just sung a line and like I do a thing where like I'll have a beat in my headphones and I'll go 
la da 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 and then I would have other people go la da 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 and they would have no context for what they were singing but I would know where that phrase was going uh -huh. so I uh -huh. have done a little bit of sound collecting and harmony collecting but one of my big dreams actually is to properly record a tune with the glide band and the yes. ensemble yes. and to do it um, I can picture it I could hear it like right right a light I, on. and it's just yeah this whole, oh exactly oh you know woo, warm my heart yeah um there's a, like yeah there's actually a song that if you ever hear this song you'll know this is where it came from uh that a dude um and the chorus is real simple it's some simple chorus like you know god you bring out the best in me just like this but the origin of this song is that a guy in the bathroom at Glide, I was in there in between celebrations and he saw me with, I had some kind of identifying choir-y thing on her. He recognized me from the stage. And he said, oh my God, you're in the choir. And he had just gotten off the parole and you know, he was pretty wild eyed and like, you know, kind of doing his thing. And, but he was so excited to see me. And because I was part of this ensemble that to him was clearly a big deal. Yeah. And he, he was like, can I sing you a song? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> and so I, I took out my recorder and in the bathroom, literally like in this tiny little glide bathroom with other people like pissing by, like beside us, like <laughs> this guy is like holding me and singing me this song. And, wow. and I basically took this lyric he sang me and then like basically turned it into a song, but I never saw the guy again because oh. he just, I, I kind of looked for him after that. And I wanted to show him like, hey, look what I did with this thing, but I never found him. So um what song i don't know is what that? i'm gonna do is uh, um what, huh? it what song is that is it out yet or, well it's or... it's never been released um oh, it's, uh, <laughs> so so it's um he, but it's a he was an angel tune. he was an angel like for real like Good. actually he called what does he call himself it was so rad what did he say um oh come on hold on Oh, I wrote it down somewhere. I was even going to call a song this at some point. Oh, I forget what he called himself. Anyway, the song might be released under the name he gave me, which sounded like a, some kind of neat pseudonym that he thought up, but I loved it. Okay. Um, anyway, awesome. it's a rad tune. That is my glide thoughts. I can't wait for that. I can't <laughs> wait for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it up here pretty soon. I got a couple of, of I mean, I have. Yeah, I'm talking I, a lot. So please get no. to what you you know well, you need to get to, yeah. you're supposed to talk a lot you're the guy you're well, the guest right now so fair you know. enough but yeah. yeah it's it's food and music is life yes that's like and actually in my title there's a question mark too because ah. in the kitchen in the kitchen uh, when I, um, I, I say something to one of my cooks and i go you know let's say for example one more gallon of, of jus and they're like and i go yes and they go yes chef uh, so the, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. The, there's yeah. a yes question mark so i put that in there as well as a it's an homage to my tooth careers intersecting um i love this that this thank you thank you this intersectionality of food and music being life um is you could take that you can interpret that however you like um but i think somebody one of my you know instagram followers for the show said like how did jonah build such a strong community online on his website and like you know that's what, kind of what i was alluding to with like you being nice but you are looking to build this community i think through whether it's far listeners or house show listeners yeah. or whatever it's like you know you got the yard sale. you the whole thing is like jonah's house it's the yes. yard sale and the living 100%. room and the, you know yeah blah blah so yeah tell me about and, how, and, how did you build such yeah. a community how how did you make that happen like 
I mean, first of all, I want to say that I love your podcast about food too. And I love food and food is a little bit like the drums in the sense that I think about them a lot and I dream in them a lot and I really <laughs> love them, yeah. but I don't seem to have at least the inherent skill nor the discipline to follow them through to really do them either mm -hmm. one. But so chefs and drummers are like, I always want you around because you make the good shit. Um, and and I want it. And, and and if I could do it, I know I could do it myself, but frankly, both food and drumming, those are full contact sports between the heat and the blades and the yeah, people. Like totally cooking is no joke. So I just want to kind of give my love to that in all respect to any chefs listening because it's I'll a real it. deal. I'll yeah, take it. Um, yes. Thank you. And it's something I've thought about a lot. So I just want to for a second do that. Um, so the community thing, I mean, it just I mean, so to really date myself when, when, so I moved to SAC in the summer of 91. Um, and at that time, AOL was like literally just starting. It was like a, okay. like a cool thing. And there was nothing like anything we know the internet to be. The internet technically existed and there were, you know, some chat rooms and some, you know, there were some big companies had websites and stuff, but to start a website, mm -hmm. for instance, was like, you literally had to know someone who's incredibly smart about yeah, yeah. DNS and all these crazy coding things. And it wasn't like, just go over to GoDaddy and like grab your thing. It was like a, a, a ride to try and mm -hmm. even be a part of this situation. And I was so fucking entranced immediately with the idea that I could type something and instantaneously someone in England or wherever else would, would receive it and could write back to me. I understood and understand the promotional power of the internet and all that stuff. And for me, the part that has always been the most exciting is the person-to-person -person contact. It just has always been the thing that's most exciting. And so far before that happened, and really even then when FAR began, not enough people had email addresses that we were even asking for an email address uh, <laughs> yeah. or using that as a way of communication. We would literally, we, our mailing list had people's addresses on it. And every time we'd play a show, we would send out 500 odd postcards, you know, that was as big as our mailing list was back in the day. Mm -hmm. And, and we'd sit around and make the postcards. And I just, I just adored that process. And anyone it's sort of like i was talking about being happy at the beginning of the episode anyone that showed up to like to write their address down i know it's just a mailing list i know everybody does it but for me i just never take that shit for granted um and so i was so psyched on that and so right from the start i was very interested in it and so we moved from postcards to email um we didn't even build our own website for a while but we noticed that when we kind of knew we had a cool connection with people who liked our music was we noticed that um, when fan built websites were starting to be a thing at mm -hmm. first, um, mm -hmm. even bands lots bigger than us didn't have as many fan built websites as we did. And uh -huh. what that meant to us and to me in particular was like, Oh wow. So there's people who really give a shit about us. Like they really, they're going to take the time yeah, to yeah. do this. Um, and that meant a lot to me. Um, and I was very excited by it. And so basically, you know, cut to far ending. Um, and I didn't know what to do. Um, mm -hmm. I, 
you know, at that point, Hannah was three, four. Um, Super young. I, I still didn't have, you know, I, I grew up really poor. I had a little money from far, but not a ton. Music is the only thing I really knew. Um, I had, you know, I had just put basically 10 years into this band. Um, and so I, I had gotten a friend to somehow secure onelinedrawing.com for me. Um, which I've since lost. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, I know I don't, it's, it's fine. Uh, um, but because websites aren't really what they used to be. Um, but at the time mm-hmm. I had secured onelinedrawing.com and that was my little home. And that place just, it was a lifesaver for me. I mean, in that case, I can say that pretty literally because that crew of people after I had left far and was starting online drawing, but really had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. literally supported me like bought music all the ideas I was trying they're again are very common now but I was doing sliding scale I was selling mp3s I call out a thing on on the site that was called Joe Napster um, yeah I had a monthly thing called always new which I'm actually restarting where I'd, I'd basically it was like you know patreon or whatever way before that existed mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and sort of this monthly sustainable thing. So I was just dreaming up these ideas and just sort of like telling people about them. And this crew of people, enough of them said yes to that, that I got to keep being an artist. So yeah, I, it's not to be sort of, uh, you know, clever or whatever, but I sincerely think that I really like, yes, I built my community and I cared about it. I can see how it happened, but the community kind of built me like it, it when I saw that my wild ideas nice. about ways for artists to communicate with people, that people enjoyed them and that they, w- they could actually sustain me even without major label money, mm-hmm. I just thought, wow, kind of all of my dreams have come true. I didn't really think the world could be like this, but it turns out it can be. And <laughs> I love that. After that, I just leaned into it way harder. You know, I was like, fuck it, now I'm free. Um, and so I've tried different things since then, but for the most part, it's just been so wonderful to give so much energy to the community part. And I would say the only threat to that in the last 10 years has been social networks. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they've really screwed things up for me and for a lot of artists. And so I made a real commitment to myself a couple of years ago, like I am, I'm taking it back home. I'm just going to focus on my website and eventually I quit social networks, you know, it, generally I still go around and like say hi or whatever but I just kind of bailed on that and decided this community has always been all I've ever wanted um and I know it's more difficult now to it's ironic it's more difficult now to have community than it was back then because back then if you did make your way onto the internet there was like-minded people on there exploring this new world Mm -hmm. and now that's very much not the case it's just a bunch of noise that's real real difficult to say hi to anyone even if it's I like there, I know there's so many people out there who have no idea that I'm still doing anything not you know I know they could look me up or whatever but I'm not out there like that and I don't spend yeah. promotion dollars and I don't really do that so it's a lot of people are like they'll say you know wow I just heard your new record it's amazing I didn't even know you're doing a thing and I was like well yeah there's like eight records over the past six you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I turn a lot yeah <laughs> um, but anyway the point is the community were everything to me. Um, literally, they just, they were, it was all I was really interested in from the start of being in a band. I just really was so psyched that anyone cared about any of it. 
-hmm. And then when I really had to be on my own without a band, without a label and people showed up, that was kind of it for me. I've been forever sold now on just anyone who cares enough to show up. I love you. <laughs> it's as That's simple awesome. as that. Yeah. It's really, yeah. it's, there's, it's, you know, and I know, you know, cause you make a dish and you cook it up and you give it to someone and they give you 10 bucks. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's so neat. I've got money now because I did this thing I love and someone liked it and they gave me money. <laughs> and like, it's, it's just, I, it, I know it's the most obvious thing in the world and I'm still so delighted by it. Every order that comes in, every nice word that's written, it's not me trying to be cool. I just am fucking psyched because this life can be really, really challenging and confusing. And so yeah. that there's a small group of people in the world that have given me a pretty simple life where I've gotten to do what I love. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that there's a thank you big enough for that. So I just kind of keep making stuff as like a way of saying thank you. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's real, it's all reciprocated, you know, that's it, it, it. When it's at its best, the whole organism is working and they're yeah. getting something from the music and they're getting something from me and I show up for them and they show up for me and I create this space and they fill the space and then we create the space together and more people come, you know, it's, I mean, uh, it sort of like, sounds like what you're trying to do is just kind of put some neat pieces together. So mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll end where we started talking before the you know, interview <laughs> even started to yeah. say, I want to come down. I want to sing at a food thing and hang out and see your world. I love seeing different people's hustles, you know, and like how yeah. they put it together. It's yeah, very, yeah. so thank you for doing this, for giving a shit about me. Um, yeah, and of course. if I ever start a podcast, I'll have you on it. And then, you know, yeah, be there you go. There you go. I mean, like either way, like you can come down anytime and we can just, you know, hang out or whatever. But Less. Like, yeah, yeah. If, totally. if you totally. come, if you come and want to do a show anywhere in San Diego, I can come and do the food um you know i love it i love cook it cook whatever you want uh, yeah. whatever you, and like that oh. but also okay you I, heard it everyone i'm getting, uh, <laughs> I'm getting my request ready yeah i do it just write a menu but um <laughs> uh, if, but bef before oh my God. You... can we do a song menu can we do it can we do yeah. a set list song menu yeah of course i i okay. the, the pairings that i do i i can either do like puns on based on your song titles you know like whatever you know um it, just take take your favorite songs we can make dad jokes all day and you know do Ooh. that um oh, we can right. theme like, it. so every every miss steak uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> miss miss yeah that's a good one that's i'm gonna i'm actually gonna steal that one right now writing it down it's official um poutine like, to 41 exactly oh you see you're already thinking of some you're already oh you're, i got dad jokes rolling. for days and i'm yeah. a songwriter it's just it's endless with me um, the, the, i mean water water and solutions is a you can go from there and that's all like, right yeah. yourself i mean yeah it's you're all, yeah exactly there. yeah <laughs> i like it i mean come on um I like yeah. that and that yeah <laughs> the close that's the closure but <laughs> oh my god and for dessert for the final dessert waiting for sunday oh <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here on the family cast um this is this this conversation has been chock full of vulnerability and wisdom and parenting advice and mistakes and trauma and all this stuff but can you leave us with uh, any kind of nugget of wisdom that you learned in your own life or from your family or from your own mistakes or anything like that can you share anything you know from the heart that uh that you've learned yeah your, yeah yeah, one, one thing I, I do want to say is that while, while we have touched on lots of subjects and stuff, I, A, like, I, yeah, I look forward to talking with you more because I love talking with you. Um, and 
and B, yeah, I actually thought we might get a little heavier because when, whenever NN else is up for talking about childhood and trauma and stuff, I'm like, ooh, cool, because not a lot of people are into that. Um, so uh, <laughs> give your wife my love. Yes. Uh, and, and tell her that I, too, am a person that pretty much anything that, uh, you know, goes on for me, uh, you know, or any way I'm acting that feels kind of strange or any feeling I'm having that feels upsetting. I generally think about when I'm zero to 10 and what was going on mm -hmm, and is mm -hmm. there an event or a feeling I can correlate with them. And it usually helps me get a little distance from whatever's happening in the present and take a little emotional heat off it. Remember that it's kind of the echo of this little kid missing mm -hmm. his pops, you know, kind of thing. Um, so, uh, well, I guess that's one thing where, but I think the thing I want to share that is, you know, I guess heavy, but for me, there's no heavy and light. It's just what life is. Um, but hey. when people are really sad, as I have been in my life, like real sad, like not want to be here anymore sad. Um, I have often said, and I just said this to a person the other day, um, and it's something I remind myself, and that is uh, you are an animal, not an identity. Mm. And that just means like our names, our jobs, our all of this stuff that we've got, this is all very recent inventions, language mm -hmm. written. I mean, it's all very recent invention, inventions historically um, when you really consider time and animal right. life yeah. as a whole. And we are, of course, animals. Um, and I think a lot of people get their animal life confused with their human identity life. And so they commit suicide and they actually kill themselves. Whereas if I ever really got down there, you'll probably find me at an ashram or something like that, like not speaking, like, and, you know, maybe having like just sort of forgone names altogether. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, I understand wanting to leave this world. I do. It's a fucking weird ass, confusing kind of awful world in some ways. Um, and I really like to keep that separate from my existence as an animal which is, of course, all love and mystery. I have no idea where I came from. I have no idea what's going to happen when I go. And therefore, it doesn't seem really up to me when I, when I end that ride. Um, I get to choose my interaction with society, with the world. Mm -hmm. And I don't really get to choose when to stop breathing. And I don't want to. I would, you know, right. I guess whenever it happens, it happens. But so everyone out there feeling really low, you're an animal, not an identity. Before you do anything violent to yourself, consider switching jobs, friendship groups, homes, states, mm -hmm. countries, languages, names, kind of go down the line to like as to what makes you a human. Try cutting out a bunch of that shit first. See if you don't mm -hmm. feel a little better. Cut all that stuff out. Get yeah. rid of all the I, I I need to touch on that a little bit for you because like yeah, I'm glad that you didn't you know, commit suicide. I'm glad that you're, we're still here. I'm glad we're here talking today. And, you know, I think, I think you're a creature of light. Like you, the, your songs have obviously touched so many people. I mean, for God's sakes, you're singing it at a, a two person wedding in Yosemite. Like that has to say something to you, you know, um, oh, that, that is the best. It is. The that has to say, best. that has to tell you that you've, it's a different form of success in a way. Like let this speak, yes. let this, yes. this word speak to your heart right now, because, yes. you know, out of those 5 million songs that you've written, um, you know, we touched on two or three and like, you know, and I could pick and choose from lyrics, like soon a light on 
Like, mm. you know, you stand up, yep. turn and face me. Like yep. you have written songs and lyrics that have touched so many people and then including, including this animal, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I share that and I share those songs with other people and say, look what is being said right here. This song was written for you. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's such a, it's such a honor and treat that you're here and singing with Clyde and doing all this stuff because I don't know. Obviously, you are also important to Hannah and um, so many people. Anyways, I was just going to say, keep that up because like, I don't know, we talk about mental health and struggles and awareness yeah. and what what our mission in life is, like whether that's if it's religiosity or just being human yeah. or being these animals, like yeah. what we're I here recommend, to do I recommend, by is, the way, I just want to, yeah, I want you to finish this sentence. And I just like that thing of reason to exist in life. I think even that premise is a faulty one. Maybe don't worry so much about your purpose or mm -hmm. what it is mm -hmm. and just kind of do some shit you love and see what happens. Yeah. And I think that'll, right. yeah. even doing that will change just, I don't know. Cause yeah. I don't know if you, if you've, you've probably heard this before from other people who like your music, but like it's, it's music. Like we said, like we already talked about, it's, it's just so important that you're going that you are choosing to continue to do this in your, I mean, and you personally um, are continuing to do this and you've been doing it for so long. And now, you know, kind of how to write from that, the bottom of the heart, kind of that song, even if I pick that one song, every mistake or queen of swords or anything like that, it's like, it's such a powerful thing that you've done and continue to do. And I don't ever want you to stop. <laughs> I don't ever want you to stop. I want you to be writing till your fingers can't write no more. So please continue um I, I i i send that into your right into your heart your left ventricle um but yeah got it yeah boom <laughs> so we'll, we'll whether we get together here at my backyard for a concert or wherever um the the love connection is there for sure um just hearing what i hear in, in your your song so anyways like, well hey what you yeah. shared me with me i just want to say whatever it's been for you personally forget about anybody else thank you for letting it in your life Mm -hmm. um, I'm super happy that it's helped you through and continues to help you through your journey through this shit. Um, I hope that lyrics keep you from, you know, getting mad at yourself or hurting yourself or hurting someone else. Like yeah, I really yeah. like songs have been that for me. And so I hope they are for you. Um, and yeah, just, I, I just can't say thank you enough for being real with me. And, yeah. um, Let's, yeah, let's, keep, let's keep going together. My plan, and by the way, I'll say this out loud for the first time, not that it matters to who knows how many people listening, but um, like that don't know who the fuck I am. But there was a, I went by one line drawing for a long time. And then in the, in the wake of like everyone quitting their bands and starting their pseudonym projects, I was like, fuck that, I'm going back to my name. Um, but I've recently decided to reclaim one line drawing because well, fuck it, long things. We can talk about that next time. That's but fine. I just want to Go say ahead. out loud to you uh, yes. now that one line drawing is the thing again. And the whole point of saying that is that the the sort of the 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 mission statement for one line drawing, it's also a definition, is a one line drawing is when you start drawing and don't pick up the pencil till you're done. Mm -hmm. And so to your point about going till the wheels fall off, like I I will, I promise you, I will go till I'm done. I will go till this is no fun. I will go as long as anyone's listening and probably beyond that, if it's still fun. Um, so yes. 
I appreciate the reminder. I appreciate that. I, I feel it in my heart and it's exactly what I'm feeling right now is a real dedication to, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to, whatever this thing is that I do in the world, I'm going to keep doing it because it still wakes me up at night and gets me excited. Yeah. So I, I, I see I, you and I hear you and I, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> and I'm going to hold a, you to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm holding you to it too. This is the whole thing though. You keep going too. We keep going. Yes. There it is. Because yeah, we are animals and for anyone who, you know, cares to deal with physics, like we're the same animal because everything is connected. Like, not even getting woo woo. It just, there is no nothing. Matter. So yeah. if I'm touching the air and the air is touching everything, including you, then we're in contact. Boom. So science. Um, <laughs> so you keep going too, because I need you to keep going so I can keep going and you need me to keep going so you can keep going. And that is, I, that is how if we're here to do anything. I think it's just to kind of be with each other and check it out. Especially in these days, this day and age, we need each other. It, I mean, if, if, 2020 and dumpster era and COVID weren't the most stark reminders ever that we're all we've got and that we need to do this together and shit, you know? So let's use all of those reminders and all of the crazy we've been through in the recent and not so recent past to, yeah, open up our hearts and crack them open and see what we got and do something better than what we were doing before. So thank you. You're clearly living that life. You're creating, <laughs> you've got community. Um, I love it. Let's keep going. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Jonah, for your time. I so appreciate it. Let's do well, you. part two sometime, part three, part four. Like, cause hell yeah. yeah, yeah onward never ends. Never ends. Onward I'm going to go, I'm going to go you, listen Joshua. to some music. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Joshua. Go cook some food, make some tunes. I'm going to kind of do both of those things too, but I will, uh, uh, not make food as well as you, but well, I look forward to tasting yours. Let me know if you need some recipes. I got you. Oh, right. uh, I, I might actually, it, my sweetheart might actually really want that. So, uh, um, I will, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Okay. Anyway, okay. Okay. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks, man. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What a conversation. What a human being. That Jonah Matranga, let me tell you what, what an inspiring human. I mean, I don't know. I'm, as I go back and listen to this conversation, he just reminds me of all the, the good and light in people, um, in humankind that people are capable of. Uh, sometimes we don't have to dig so deep. Some people do have to dig deeper than others to find that light. But seems like Jonah is on the right track and he is on the right path to give others that light. No matter what you believe in, it sounds like Jonah is just, I don't know, figured it out somehow. People love him. He's built a strong community of supporters, of followers, of fans, friends. Um, I don't know. I, I am inspired after a conversation like that to be a better person. And I'm going to do my best to be even better than I think that I am. And I think that if more people did that, if more people tried to be better people or artists or anything, better, get better at the thing that you think you're good at. I think that we would be a lot better as a human race. I don't know. That's just that's just what this conversation has inspired me to say. So um, I am going to play some music after a quick little combo here with you. 
But I did want to say thank you for listening again to the family cast because food and music is life, yes. So whether I'm talking to musicians or chefs or anyone in between the two industries, I just, I always want to bring those two things together, right? So I don't know. It won't always be just musicians. It won't always be just chefs. It'll be people who are in and around all my all my different paths in my life. So you know what? Um, just give us a subscribe rate follow it goes a long way it shows that you care it doesn't take too long to do that i do it for a friend's podcast i do it for other people who i listen to because it helps get the word out not only that but also puts it in front of people's eyes as they're looking for podcasts and shows to listen to and um the people that i'm talking to i'm trying to support them so i want to get the word out about the stuff that they're doing so you can find jonah online at his own website jonamatranga.com he's trying to he's trying to keep all of his music um I mean, it's streaming, it's everywhere, it's available, but also you can get everything of his at his website. So records, he has a USB drive with songs on it that you can get. His book is there, obviously. You can contact him to book him for concerts. He's got a fan message board, all this stuff. Um, you can become a member of the website for extra perks. So everything that you need to find out about Jonah is on his website. I'll put links in the show notes, of course, like I always do, but it's there. It's all there. He's got all the music there available for you. Um, if you're on Spotify, he's got a huge playlist called Jonify. I'll put that in the show notes too. Um, and he, I can't play every single, I can't play something from all of his bands because he's been, he's done so much stuff. So at the beginning I played some far, um, I'm going to end with a collaborative song that he did with two other artists. And then I will finish the whole episode with, um, the song that we talked about in the episode, um, that he wrote for his daughter so i'll talk a little bit more about that after this real quick i did want to say again support other artists support other musicians chefs all that kind of stuff i can't say that enough this day and age when we all need more support in general have mental support health support life support in many different ways it's not just medical physical spiritual mental all that kind of stuff too so be there for one another be there for your parents your kids wherever you are in life just um can't encourage it enough because I know it's something I need in my life. I know that my family needs to be there for one another um, during these awful times. But at the same time, they don't have to be awful times. So that's up to us to change it. Um, yeah, enough arguing, enough bickering online about anything you post. That somebody's always got to say something. And I'm not really trying to start an argument. I'm trying to just make people aware of how I'm thinking and feeling. So if people have a problem with, um, you know, I don't know, hit me up directly which they often do, but still, we can talk about it because I want people to understand where I'm coming from. And I hope that uh, we can have civil conversations about those kind of things. Let's be friends, okay? So support uh, the cast by going to patreon.com forward slash familycast. And also, like I said, support it by rating and reviewing, subscribing, wherever you listen. We're everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, more more places than one could imagine more places than one could imagine so anyhow like i said we're going to finish with two songs Um, one of them is a collaborative song with jonah and two other artists i'll put it in the show notes um, because i'll probably mispronounce it but um yeah i I had a hard time choosing because like i said he's been in so many bands gratitude one line drawing new and originals uh, all of his solo shows that are recorded far of course and um 
a bunch of collabs with Deftones and Fort Minor, Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park. All, a whole bunch of stuff. Too, too many to list. One special one that I'm not going to play, but you should check out is Camorra. C-A-M-O-R-R-A. It's an Italian word, but he did a, he did a collaborative band with Jay Robbins from Jawbox. I think you might like that one. Um, anyways, I can't wait to talk to Jonah again. He's such a rad guy. I'm hoping to have a concert here in San Diego. Ho- I'm hoping to host the concert um, either at my kitchen or my house or both. So we'll see upcoming uh, maybe later this summer or in the winter as, as his schedule permits. And hopefully I'll be able to bring Jonah to San Diego. If you need to book him, either i mean don't do it through me i'm not his, i'm not the booking agent but use the website to contact him and go from there okay so without any further blabbery for me thank you for listening to the family cast once again this is chef josh i'm out of here here's two songs featuring jonah the first one is evening push by tel cairo and task one and of course jonah and then the second one is uh, by one line drawing which is jonah's solo stuff and it's called every mistake it's the one he wrote for his daughter i can't get enough of it i'm in love with that song so until next time everyone family cast out ciao ciao ciao
Just me. You're. 